Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! And I said, wrecked him and hardly killed him! <laughs> Yeah, guys. We are huh? one day away from, in my opinion, an awesome UFC Fight Night 83 from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Is, is this what it normally was called the Igloo? The Igloo? Because I know back in the day it was called the Igloo. I don't know if it's, it's the same now arena. The console ed- energy well, I mean, center. Every, every arena has like some sponsor now. Right. It used to be the the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim. Now it's the Honda Center. I have either no way. Idea. My mic turned up. Either way, we had a great fight night last night. Cowboy versus Cowboy. Donald Cerrone versus Alex Oliveira. None of us were wrong about Cowboy winning. <laughs> Alex Oliveira, a replacement for Tim Means. A lot of controversy there for Tim Means, I guess, uh, failing his test. Well, I don't know that the uh, uh, the B test has come out yet. He was flagged for a potential mm-hmm. uh, PED or, or steroid or something, but had not... Um, I don't think it's been made official, but given the time frame, uh, they could not. Uh, he could not fight on this one. Well, before Come we get into the fight night, let's uh, introduce ourselves. You on the left, uh, uh, Jay's left. <laughs> Hi, Stage my left. name is Laura Salazar, and you can call me LL as he does. LL to my cool Jay, bigger and better. <laughs> and forget about me, Deffer. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, of course, but not right now. I'm taking a break from it. I decided to take a break from social media for a little bit. Really? Is it because of Lent? Did you give up Lent? Or did you give up social media for Lent? No. No, nah, she's Mexican. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gave meat for Lent. But, okay. But uh, just taking but a break. But you're Mexican. I know. But just taking a break. Um, but I will be putting up, you know, so, certain posts for, for, you know, from AfterBuzz. But um, other than that, I'm taking a break. All right. Awesome. Okay. And to your all the way to your right is George Hermosa. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at G Hermosa. What about the man in the middle? Let me just put away my cough drops here. Totally unprofessional. I don't know what I'm doing. Never have. Never probably will. J Tan seven one six all over your internet as usual. Awesome. Awesome. So we had a great fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Not looking to see who's joining us here. Uh, Joe Boza is in the house in the live chat. What up, my friend? How are you? He says, felt bad for Cody's opponent, Augusto Mendez. Yeah, no kidding. Uh-huh. He was fined He was fined 20% for not dropping 26 days, 26 pounds in six days. Well, 26 pounds in six days is a lot. Uh, 16% went to Cody, and then 4% went to the PSAC, the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission. Yeah, fair. Um, I don't really know too many details about that weight drop, but I know it was like a last-minute replacement. A it was a catch it weight. It was a catch weight, yes. yeah. It was a missed weight. You know, if somebody is coming in on a catch weight or coming in as a last-minute replacement, um, 
and he's dropping significantly. I mean, 26 pounds in six days, if that's correct, that is super-duper um, unhealthy. I think I would let that fly, at least look well, the other way a little bit. Well, when I, I fought for Invicta, yeah. I, I went in two days, um, mm-hmm. two days notice. Um, I missed weight by two pounds, but okay. did not find me. They didn't find you. Totally fair. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know that, that's an issue. Like I don't think he should have been fined um, if if you're cutting that much. Like mm-hmm. that's actually kind of dangerous. That's and a lot. We will talk about that a little bit later. But on top of that, too, in that same match, one of my three flubs, bones to pick during yeah. this uh, thing. A lot to talk about, definitely not just about yeah. the actual fights themselves, but a lot of the background. Yeah. of you know what's happening in the fights. We could say that Mendez actually kind of got uh, <laughs> punished. For that, uh, for taking a couple of shots a- afterwards, yeah. after that, uh, that stoppage should have happened. Jeez, Louise. Well, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for so much for watching us on YouTube, especially if you're watching live. If you're listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, again, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, all the ratings, five star, et cetera, et cetera. So we haven't been here in a few weeks. Of course, a lot, a lot of things usually happen when we're gone in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, in some ways, like maybe like a pioneer of UFC and MMA himself, Kevin Randleman, passed away. Um, mm. About ten, eleven days ago, um, talk about maybe. I know me personally watching Fight and Pride and and UFC. I know you guys have a, some good memories for him too. Maybe favorite memories, favorite matches of you guys. Go for well, it. I think for anybody that doesn't know, because I think there's a fair amount of uh, fans listening and watching to us that that don't weren't around, weren't paying attention to to the heyday of MMA. Kevin Randleman was, uh, as George said, I, I don't know about one of the pioneers, but certainly one of the early stars. Definitely there. The definitely was a big star before the boom. Yeah. Um, Ohio-based wrestler, two-time NCAA champion that uh, was in the 90s, I believe. Um, trained with Mark Coleman uh, at Hammer House in, in Ohio. Um, former UFC champion. That's probably his biggest uh-huh. claim to fame. Former UFC champion. Uh, had a great match with uh, Boss Rutten. Um and uh, was a star in the early 2000s over in Pride. One of the prototypes, I'd say, even to uh, guys like Rampage Jackson or maybe to an extent even DC, Daniel Cormier, um, he, he exuded personality. Big, just totally very yoked out, stocky uh, Ohio wrestler um, that, you know, it, it, Hammer House, the legacy mm-hmm. of Hammer House was these guys um, – uh, really, I don't want to say inventing, but uh, bringing ground and pound kind of into the mainstream as a, as a tactic for for MMA, and uh, and Kevin was one of them, and he he had some great matches in Pride. Um, of course, uh, the UFC had a run there, fought in Strikeforce. Um, not the not the biggest, re- not the best record by any means, but faced some of the the top guys uh, in the world and they're during the in time their prime there. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the most memorable for me is probably him knocking out Mirko Krokop. That mm-hmm. was to me was like and you can even hear a clip of it. They they showed a little clip of it uh, mm-hmm. on the fight night last night and you can just hear Marwanalo just like mm-hmm. go crazy because it really was that big of a deal that like, Krokop was a machine back then. Yeah, yeah. And his fight with uh, Fedor Emelianenko, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the highlights of the greatest suplex ever. Yeah, yeah oh exactly. God. That suplex is a highlight real one. For the ages, even though Fedor got up again, but then again, Fedor is a T one thousand, so mm-hmm. it's understandable. You know, me being um, kind of like new to the sport, maybe five years, I don't know a lot of the, the older fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, do, when, you know, when a, a name comes, you know, comes up like this, I do research them, mm-hmm. and he was definitely a stud. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, you know, he was just he probably fought, fought with you know broken 
broken everything. Oh you yeah, you know, and he and he just went out and fight, and he loved it. That was kind of the knock against him was uh, his the injuries throughout his career that probably stunted him from having more of a career than than he did or or achieving as much. Uh, longevity at the top. He was always one of those contenders, granted UFC champion. Uh, I think he did defend once uh, successfully and then uh, lost, but um, was, uh, yeah, I mean, he was a monster. You look at him and you go, that dude mm-hmm. is a monster. He had the physique for it, uh, the personality, you know, he was larger than life, loved to talk, big, big, loud dude. Um, I met him, worked with him a couple of times in passing uh, when I was briefly at Pride, um, and was always he, he would not he didn't remember me. We didn't see each other enough. Um, but my colleagues, uh, he was tight with uh, with Turi Altavilla and uh, Jerry Millen and those guys. I mean, Pride and the Japanese people loved him in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did see him, it was always you know in passing. He and his wife Elizabeth were always super friendly, really energetic. They were. He was having fun, and she was kind of volleying back that fun energy you know they were a good team together like that so uh shame shame to see him uh see him pass so early always unfortunate especially like i, I mean is there really a right age this is a rhetorical question by the way there's no, there's no really right age to pass away you know whether you're <laughs> in your 60s or 70s or in this case 40s like obviously it hurts a little bit more yeah if you are maybe in your 40s especially due to heart failure mm-hmm. um you know, unfortunately, maybe it does bring up some questions as far as, you know, obviously he didn't have the cleanest, you know, record as far as, you know, drug tests and whatnot, you know? Right. But mm-hmm. it, it does kind of go saying, like, you know, you got you got to be healthy. You, know, you can't just – these things might hit you at the end. You know, yes, they, may, they might be a short-term fix mm-hmm. as far as maybe your career, but the long-term health issues, definitely something that can't be ignored either. Yeah. I, I don't know that um, – I mean, it, it remains to be seen, I think. I know, obviously, the – uh, was it the? Uh, I don't know if the autopsy has been done, but the official word was heart failure mm-hmm. due to pneumonia. pneumonia. Yeah. So you know, you get pneumonia and you're <laughs> you're in a bad way. Yeah. Maybe that heart failure was uh, was attributed to uh, previous uh, you know steroid use. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think we'd have to wait for the uh, the uh-huh. autopsy to come back yeah. and, and that. But either way, way too early to go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we're gonna move on. You know. Um, now, we haven't been here in a few weeks, but there is a, one briefly match I wanted to talk about really briefly. One briefly match? One briefly match, very <laughs> briefly, by the way. Uh, Wonder Boy versus Big Rig. Stephen Thompson versus Johnny Hendricks. I, I say that because that was a welterweight, welterweight you know, fight. Mm-hmm. The main event for last night was a welterweight fight. Um, but really briefly, though, I'm going to say briefly like, like ten more times. Um, what would you guys think of that fight? I mean, you guys know what I thought. I'm a biggest Wonder Boy fan uh, ever. So were you guys surprised at that? At that I the result, it was very beautiful how he just executed it. I thought he he just demonstrated very great skill from mm-hmm. him yeah. and just kept Hendricks away, you know. And just he was frustrating. Were him you guys a lot. surprised at at the finish? I was. I don't know. I don't think I was necessarily surprised. I didn't go in with a lot of expectations, mm-hmm. other than I thought Hendricks would probably be a bit more effective mm-hmm. with his wrestling. But I saw the potential for Wonder Boy to to finish. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the sport moves on. You know, Johnny has has been through a lot uh, with his body, mm-hmm. uh, missing weight, cutting from really high. I, I think that maybe actually looked great in that fight. There's that too. Yeah, yeah. He, I know he was um, quicker to get that. Like he was healthier mm-hmm. uh, in his weigh-ins, but um, and that's probably smart to do in a uh, post IV ban mm-hmm. time that we're in now. 
Um, but between that and the wars with Lawler, um, we may have seen Big Rig at his best. Mm-hmm. We, we may have seen him peak already. Um, whereas Wonder Boy is, is a guy still on the rise. I mean, he went from number eight to number three. Three? Yeah. Wow, that's quite a jump. So the only <laughs> people above him are Roy McDonald, who I don't think should be number one, but then you got Tyron Roy right. at number two. Um, I mean, where would you put Stephen Thompson next? Where would you uh, have him fight? Oh, man. I, I don't know. I haven't even thought. Uh, <laughs> um, I still think, here's the thing. What, what do we got with the, uh, the the welterweight division is kind of on hold for a moment with this whole Conor McGregor thing? I don't know if that's coming. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping not. I mean, yes, it'd be awesome to see, but I, for the sake of just everybody involved, I mean, I hope yeah. he doesn't immediately fight for the welterweight title. I hope that doesn't happen either. No. It shouldn't. I am completely, even though I, th- I think there's a good chance that McGregor will win uh, in two weeks. He mm-hmm. will possibly beat RDA. I'm against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I realize no, the hypocrisy too in much. that. Not a little too much, though. Hmm? Like, it's one thing to move up to the lightweight. Now it's like, now you, now you want to move up to the welterweight. And I kind of... Right. We, well, we let you do the two-division two thing now. Defend your de- defend your title now. Exactly, you know? yeah. So there's a lot... There's there's a, a an argument or a, an adage where you're not really a champion until you successfully defend your belt. Especially because he didn't even clean out the lightweight division. He's not yeah. even, He never even fought one guy on the division. Maybe right. you can argue Poirier who moved up, but... Yeah. You know? But what I will say, and I wouldn't even count that one because I yeah. was at 45. Yeah. Um, McGregor... I, I really hope we don't have to talk about McGregor at 170. Mm-hmm. Um, not not well, anytime soon, at least. Right. I am a big proponent of having the division continue moving and, and fresh faces. Mm-hmm. Woodley has been sitting on the sidelines for a while, and I think he's. I think he deserves, he deserves that that title yeah, shot. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, if nothing else, it was promised to him yeah. when Hendricks didn't make weight mm-hmm. several shows back. So yeah, let's just move that one ahead, and then if things, and then you've got you've still got uh, Wonder Boy. Um, you've to got me, uh, maybe Wonder Boy versus Damian Maya. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, and, and you still got Carlos Condit, mm-hmm. you know, when it's not un, unrealistic to, to have a rematch there. Not with, I mean, because it was so close, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not, a, I, I want to see fresh faces mm-hmm. get title shots. I agree. But it's not the end of the world, you know, it, it's not unfair mm-hmm. if Carlos Condit got, uh, got a rematch there. So why you throw McGregor in there and you essentially stunt two different divisions? Even if he even if he uh, relinquishes the title, even if he vacates, you know, that ruins it for everybody else in that division, yeah. which is not Connor's problem, but it is the UFC's problem if their guys are perceived as well. Yeah, they're okay, they're good, they're the champions of that division, but they didn't beat Connor. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's just unfair to do to everybody. Well, it should be an interesting next few. Joe weeks. Boza thinks that Connor's scared of Frankie Edgar. He says, "Let's be honest." <sighs> I don't know, Joe. I don't know Connor well enough to to say. I, I'm always hesitant. Actually, this is a good one for you, Al, because I'm always hesitant to to say that a fighter is scared of somebody else. I think if you get in the cage, you're not scared of actually you know throwing down. I think maybe he's not actually scared or ducking it, mm-hmm. but maybe just kind of playing his cards right mm-hmm. to where Edgar is kind of like a like a. He's getting antsy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's it's a it's a danger to his to his title, you know. So he's you think that Edgar very, Connor thinks that Edgar is yes. Um, so I mean, to me, fighting fighting uh, Frankie Edgar would be kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, screwing himself. Yeah, into a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So how funny is that that you'd rather fight <laughs> Rafael dos Anjos ten pounds up mm-hmm. than Frankie Edgar in a in a division that you've been making? Now again, I think part of this, this is just my opinion that the the post IV ban uh, may possibly be affecting. It's affecting a lot of guys on, on their decision on how much they want to cut. Mm-hmm. And and that's fair. I don't hold that against any of them, whether it's Connor or whosoever. Uh, I may hold it against Dada 5000, but huh. that's a separate conversation completely. <laughs> that's, yeah. um, that's for the Twitter. You can, you can hit us about Twitter <laughs> for our thoughts on that. Um, um, but from are you, are you, I, don't, I don't want to interrupt you. No, I, no, no. I know the word that I was looking for. He was taking a gamble with, mm. with Frankie Edgar. Which he has, he has a potential of actually beating him. Mm-hmm. Right. Where he doesn't, you know, he wants to kind of play his cards right, and especially he's being in a in a good post right now. He's mm-hmm. in at a higher level where he can actually call shots. Might as mm. well. Why not? So. But still, to think, that, I mean, I guess it it makes sense. You'd rather go up and wait. That way, if you lose, you have an alibi. Yeah. I mean, like I said, <laughs> I mean, it'd be we got to maybe wait a few weeks for it to really see how that ends up. Because yeah. you can lose the RDA and pretty much like, oh, well, there's no point to go into the welterweight division. But speaking of the welterweight division, Donald Cerrone fought his, I want to say his first fight in the welterweight division. First one in a long time, yeah, no, I believe. I think it's, yeah, maybe early, early Donald Cerrone. Yeah. Um, against Alex Oliveira. Cowboy versus Cowboy in the main event of Fight Night 83. Um, what did you guys think? How did you, you think? Uh, obviously, you can't score the round. Cowboy that, that did great. Really quickly. <laughs> Look, Cowboy <laughs> did great, but Cowboy sucked. Yeah. He Cowboy had a fantastic showing, and yet Cowboy did not. And I, I know previously <laughs> I mentioned uh, kind of maybe Donald Cerrone, and I could be very wrong about this, maybe got hurt by the long layoff of seven months of, without fighting. And maybe like he prepared, he over-prepared for RDA. Hmm. As opposed to now, what, a month later, a month and yeah. a half later? The pressure was certainly off of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, Do you think that helped in his in his maybe preparation for this fight? Well, you know what? He actually looked very confident inside mm-hmm. the octagon on this time around. Um, in regards to, like, when he fought um, Dos, Dos Anjos, he was a little bit, kind of a little off, I guess. Yeah. But this this time around, you know, he's fighting um, Cowboy. He's, he looked very confident. Do himself. you think that the pressure, though, um, Got him, or is that? How much is that a factor for for you? For typically, ki- I think for Cowboy, not really. Yeah. He doesn't really give to <laughs> D- DGAF, right? Yeah. DGAF. Now he speaking of really pressure, good. I did want to quote Cerrone in, in an interview. He said, "He said, and mm-hmm. I quote: There was no pressure. This was the first time I really felt alive out there.'" Mm-hmm. Now, do you think wow. just I don't? Do you think maybe he's more comfortable at Walter Wade, or just I think do you think it's a one? And, do you think this is a one and done for him? I don't think it's one and done. I think he'll always stay open. Yeah. He also said, what, I'm ready to go to Australia or uh, or what are the next – was it Brazil or Pretty Vegas or wherever the hell? Yeah, he's he's ready to fight again. Now, granted, it was um, triangle choke in 2 minutes, 33 seconds. Um, what did strike me that a lot of people are not talking about in this match is um, Alex Oliveira came out. Cowboy Oliveira mm-hmm. came out and um, – it was the first time that I can remember really seeing Cerrone engaged with uh, with clinches mm-hmm. from his opponent, mm-hmm. clinch and, and you know uh, tie knees and stuff. Um, Oliveira was pushing the fight to him early on with the clinch, and Cerrone had to kind of uh, you know survive that one. Um, and then finally, when you know, Cerrone got the takedown, that's that thing about him. This guy, you know, kickboxing champion, I believe. Yeah. I I don't remember his. Uh, Credentials in kickboxing, but um, you know, long-standing record in, in kickboxing, and yet people always forget 
this line of submission this guy wins is that he has. Is insane. Yes, yeah. Cerrone is not a dude to be messed with on the top, on the on the floor, or on the feet. I mean, to be honest with you, when I saw him, and to me, um, I, I saw him literally have have full guard and literally crawl on top of him, crawl himself mm-hmm. into a triangle. Yeah, like with such ease. Yeah. I mean, I compare that kind of jujitsu to maybe maybe not to Damien Maez level, but it just looked beautiful to watch. I can watch that crawl to the triangle over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you kind of feel the same way, Laura? It was it was super fast. Um, I you know of course I wanted more action, but that triangle was very beautiful put together. Um, you know from mount to getting the triangle from top. Slick technical stuff, right? Know, yeah, it was very sweet to see. Mm-hmm. So and he and uh, cowboy. Which cowboy? <laughs> the one that lost. Okay. Oliveira. Oliveira. No, he actually tapped very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, he had it sunk in very, very, very tight from the beginning to mm-hmm. where he actually transitioned into the bottom. Yeah. Um, he had it really, really tight. Now, you had an issue with it. I have my three officiating flubs. Well, it's going it's to add up. Because, I mean, for example, obviously we were talking about the main event first. I saw Oliveira tap out a lot. Did you? I saw him tap out I at least too. like ten times. I did too. I didn't. I, I mean, I, I think it was kind of fast tap, but it didn't feel to me well, yeah, like maybe like three taps a second. But with that said, I still saw like ten, eleven, at least ten taps. I didn't think okay, but I don't. I didn't and think the way that was it was a uh, Yamasaki uh, referring. Nicole, I'll get to you later. Wait. <laughs> I think, I think it was Mario Yamasaki. My correct? fat fingers is the problem here in uh, Facebook chat. Yeah, I, think it, I, think I think it was, it was Yamasaki yes. that was refing. Um, to me, it's like he just kind of like, okay, he's tapping. Like you need to get in there. Like he's he's probably dying right now as from from a choke. Like you need to really like get in there. And you can even see at some point you can even notice it. Cerrone's like. Dude, hey. he's tapping. Yeah. Oh, he's I, tapping. Yeah. yeah, okay. I remember seeing that gesture. But see, he started tapping right after he he. Uh, yeah, once he got hooked, it was yep. it was in. Like mm. he was tapping. And as soon as he got turned over, um, to be for him to be at the top, that's when he started tapping. Yeah. yeah. Mario Yamasaki did not have his best night last I night. I agree. There was that, <laughs> uh, and now that you mention it, I mean, fair point. I, I I'm going to go back and watch that uh, that finish again because it didn't strike me. As, as leaving that much time uh-huh. or, or letting them suffer that long, but you could be right. Um, but uh, let's see, one of the earlier ones, I think on the uh, was it the prelims? No, it was the main card. Cody uh, Cody Garbrandt uh-huh. and Augusto Taquino Mendez, last minute replacement, uh, willing to fight Cody. But boy, that was so. Cody wins by TKO in the first uh, four minutes, eighteen seconds. Cody lands a, a right, left, right, a combo that drops Mendez, and um, Mendez drops. He's not quite out. I mean, his eyes rolled back. You can kind of see. Cody says that he saw it. Uh, his eyes rolled back when mm-hmm. when he landed, um, but then he was still. It wasn't like he was starched, right? He was he was kind of up. You could at least see. I think his head was a little bit above the uh, off mm-hmm. the ground. So you know, it's kind of like he was still conscious, but. His body did go limp for a moment. Mario Yamasaki gets in between them uh-huh. and and holds his hands out. Doesn't quite give the universal wave-off symbol. Also doesn't grab Cody and stop him. So Cody's thinking, as a fighter does, as a fighter should, That's what, un- yeah. until the referee grabs you, you're in the fight. You continue doing it. You know, and same, the, the first thing that comes to mind, ironically, is Victor Ortiz and Floyd Mayweather. When you, you don't... Yeah. You don't drop your guard until the referee stops the fight. Mm-hmm. 
And the referee kind of did stop the fight. Mario was in between the two guys, but he didn't have his hands on either fighter to say, okay, that's it. Done. So what happens? Cody keeps fighting, works his body around Mario, throws two more punches that um, that Mendez takes, unnecessarily so. And then Mario says, okay, all right, now we're done, guys. Not a good, uh, not a good showing. So you're yet. saying he should have stopped it, or should just kind of like, dude, back off. A he got, bit. Like, he, he got it, his wasn't body. Even close to being done. Um, well, I mean, that's another argument as well. Yeah. Like if, if you my I've point is, if you're going to stop the fight, stop, the stop fight. the fight fully. Yeah. You can't half-ass it, and that's what a lot of people are, are kind of getting on Mario's case about. And I think it's quite fair, in my opinion. Now, from a referee standpoint, is the fight over as soon as he touches you? Yeah, when you touch the fighter, when you touch one fighter or another, oh, yeah. and, and you verbally also should be saying, all right, stop, know, fight's know, over. Speaking of, because I know we've seen things go like, the, you know, he'll touch the fighter and, you know, go like that, as in waving your hands in the air. Because right. we've seen people where he'll touch the fighter and maybe, you know, there was a penalty involved or just maybe right. get put. So it's not just touching the fighter. And it's the fighter the in control. Yeah. It's the fighter that's attacking or that's in control mm-hmm. saying, okay, that's it. Um, look, I, I understand it's Mario is a human being just like the rest of us, uh-huh. and there are moments when you're going to have those. Uh, uh, you're going to have a bad night, unfortunately. Um, it's unfortunate, though, also that Mendez had to take two more shots, uh-huh. unnecessarily so, because um, I, I do understand Mendez was out briefly, but then yeah. he kind of got back in, and Mario, I think, kind of mentally froze in that moment. Going, oh shit, which way do I go do now I do? here? Go. Yeah, out, yeah. In, out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe he was just nervous, trying to get on the. He's on, Mario Yamasaki. Dana he's, White's good side. He's been to the dance a few <laughs> times. But also, too, they don't exactly they don't work for Dana White either. Yeah, they work for the state. Dana White yeah, rips him. Um, no, no, he he rips Eve Levine. <laughs> All the time, he hates Eve Levine. Let's talk about Steve Mazzagatti. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Let's not no, 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 sorry, no, 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 I, I, I got those two mixed up. You're the, yes, Mazzagatti. Mm-hmm. I meant to say Mazzagatti. I was thinking Mazzagatti. Yeah, um, but yeah, he rips well, Mazzagatti. No, no on referee a regular basis. or official should be worried about what Dana White thinks. The referee or official should be worried mm-hmm. about scoring the match correctly and accurately if you're in that position yeah. or if you're refereeing. Like said, they don't work for Dana White. They safety of the fighters. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, Dana White should have nothing was, to I do. I think it was just all hesitation. Just kind of like, yeah. you know. No, that's what it's Because it, it happens. Do. I mean, we saw uh, Mergliata with mm-hmm. Pat Berry and Chet Congo. To mm-hmm. me, that's like, like mm-hmm. I thought he was going to stop the fight. And I think it looks like he even grazed Pat Berry at some point and just... I mean, obviously, we all know how that ended up. Uh, if you can always watch it on Fight Pass for nine ninety nine, <laughs> which is one of the best fights, like best worst fights I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Hey guys, completely separate and unrelated. Well, separate but related too. Um, I meant to say earlier with the Kevin Randleman thing. I think uh, just for this week, um, what are we? Uh, Monday, the twenty second of February, right now. Um, Fight Pass is offering Kevin Randleman fights for free. So, if you aren't already familiar. With, uh, with the website and the digital service, it's a good chance to kind of sample it and see some fantastic footage. Go check that out. Especially but, a lot of, kind of a lot of its pride stuff. Definitely watch yeah. uh, him versus Krokop. Him versus Krokop. That's legendary. And on him own. versus Fedor Emelianenko. I'm mm-hmm. guessing a lot of people already have seen that. But if you haven't, go check it out. Yeah. But let's continue talking about the Cody, Cody uh, Garbrandt. I mean, to me, I thought he looked very impressive. I know he's still training with Team Alpha Male. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, here's a guy who's on the rise. I mean, do you guys think that he's maybe one of the uh, one of the guys to watch in 2016? Yeah, but definitely. Definitely, he's getting mm-hmm. a little bit more skilled. Um, I seen a very fast. Um, what's his name? Help me out, guys. Mendez. No. Cody Garbrandt. Yes. No love. 
Cody. Mr. No Love. Yes, Mr. No Love. <laughs> he was he looked phenomenal. He looked fast. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know, he he showed very good technique, I think. Yeah, he was uh, he was throwing a fast is right. I mean, that's certainly the word. Um throwing a lot of like knockout blows. Mm-hmm. They they felt like they were kind of big looping shots, not necessarily the most technical, but it looked like he yes. was out to take a head out there. Definitely. You know. Um, and I think some of that probably was the the weight cut issue. I don't. I'll have to go back and, and listen to some interviews, but I know that it there was an agreement to I think one forty, maybe it was one forty as a catch weight, maybe. and then it went up to one forty one, mm-hmm. one forty two. But this match almost didn't happen. I mean, a week prior to that, he didn't have an opponent, exactly. right? His opponent fell out. So yeah. you should be happy about. Uh, about getting the match yeah. saved at there this was, level. Uh, there was maybe three three matches on this card that actually had last-minute opponents. Yep. Lauren Murphy had one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's right. Kelly uh, Fasholtz? Is that how you? I don't mm-hmm. want to butcher her name. But uh, Kelly and Lauren Murphy, uh, yeah, Fasholtz, I believe, which ended up getting fight of the night, mm-hmm. as it should have. What a fantastic match that one was. Um but you're right, yeah, Tim Means fell out as well. And, uh, Tim Means, uh-huh. Alex and then Oliveira his, his opponent as well. Yeah, so. yeah. It was a strange night. Um, lot of Sam f- Alvey was supposed to fight, too. I'm sorry? Sam Alvey was supposed to fight. Was He was going to fight on this one? Yeah, Danny Sarafian. Oh, that's right. For oh. after Buzz alumni. And, <laughs> oh, and, and how that match happened. Jeez. I was going to say, it's a weird, um, a few weird trends in this, this show because of all these first-round finishes. Mm-hmm. Let me take a quick look here. The last, okay, so the last three matches were all first round finishes. Um, some good action on the undercard as well, including that uh, Daniel Serafian Oluwale that was Bamboche a fun fight to watch. KO. Yeah, um, you also had three, at least three bad officiating calls, or, or controversial to say the least. Um, so first round finishes, uh, bad calls, and uh, and what was the third trend I was just going to mention? Something else that happened. Cowboy versus cowboy. I don't know. I'm blanking. <laughs> it's it's near my bedtime, folks. So don't going back to Cowboy me. Cerrone, not not the red, but Cowboy Cerrone. Um, would you have him fight next? You know, if it was up to you, said you know, fight me wherever. Would you have him maybe try to see if he can rise up in the welterweight division? I'd would have, have Cowboy do whatever Cowboy like? wants to do. He'll have me watching. <laughs> if it was up to you, would you have him in the welterweight division and for his next fight at least? Definitely, definitely. I think he's. I think he looks good out there at 170. He um, definitely looked a lot more fuller. Yeah. Like, he always looked like a very skinny 150. Like, very skinny. He's 6'1". Yeah. He's my height. I can never see myself as 155. <laughs> I can't even see myself as 185, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he looked a lot fuller and whatnot. I mean, obviously, probably, you know, more more natural weight, obviously. Um, again, I, I think he's a guy who's proven himself in a lightweight division. Why not just try to see if you can maybe crack that top 15 division? I think a or lot of 15, uh, yeah. I think a lot of guys are going to start experimenting with this. I don't know personally what Cerrone's cut typically is down mm-hmm. to fifty five. I don't know what his experience was getting seventy in this one, but I do know that when you don't have to cut all that weight and you feel healthy, um, I mean the the idea behind this whole thing with no IV band and possibly more weight classes, which is going to be an idea introduced at the. Um, Association really? of Boxing Committees. Yeah, more weight classes, uh, having weigh-ins be allowed to be done farther out than just 24 hours before. Um, and uh, and possibly even – I'm going to bring this all together with uh, with the point. But um, possibly even having annual how do you do, bottom limit 
uh, weight limits for guys to go. So that when you get registered to fight uh-huh. in a year, uh, you, you get your license done, they'll do a body fat check on you when you're hydrated, and they will determine you can go no lower, lower than this certain weight. Now, these are all mm-hmm. ideas that are being proposed and discussed. But and essentially, everything is done, and correct me if I'm wrong, everything is done for the safety of the fighter. Safety of the fighter, well, yes, in, insofar as uh-huh. them going into a match hydrated. Hydrated more than what they would be on a, just a 24-hour uh, turnaround from, from, the weight, uh, from the weigh-ins. So, point is this, though. Cerrone didn't have to cut down here. He didn't have to kill himself to make uh-huh. this weight. He went in. He felt better. Certainly performed better, or at least, you know, performed well. He didn't have a mm-hmm. shitty uh, performance by any means. So the idea being that all these changes that we're seeing, um, the idea behind it is that these fighters are going to be able to compete healthier, feel better. And actually give better shows as well. Exactly, give yes. Give the better of them. Yep. You know, yeah, the best better shows gonna... for the fans and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and for fights. themselves. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're going to be healthier. It's going to be safer for them. You're much better off fighting when you feel good and, and healthy rather than depleted and cut down. I mean, you can speak to that Definitely. far better than I can. I've <laughs> never had to cut in, in a very long time. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, speaking of great performances, number 13, Derek Brunson, in my opinion, looked – I thought he looked amazing. He looked flawless against Ho- Juan? Juan? Juan. Juan Cornell. Juan Cornell. Jucal, yeah. Um yeah, a lot of good swift movement there. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's a guy uh, on the rise. He's a guy to watch in 2016 as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was let's see. So Jukau kind of overextended on uh, on a punch and slipped, and Brunson mm-hmm. swarmed in, you know, and uh, and just fired. Let's see. I counted a hundred thousand punches. <laughs> he was Before firing he shots upon shots yeah. upon shots. You think somebody bought the bar out with the many that many shots going on, mm-hmm. and Keith Peterson was just letting him go. He was Jukau was kind of cornered up uh, in the, at the bottom of the cage, and uh, Brunson was just going to town with lefts and rights. And referee let it slide. He gave Jukau plenty of opportunities mm-hmm. to try and get out of there, and he didn't. And finally, um, fi- finally, you know, called off the match. That was another one I, I was a bit iffy on. Saying that you know, I think the match could have been stopped earlier. a little bit earlier. Yeah, it was. I was kind of surprised that it went that uh, mm-hmm. went that long. Interesting. What do you think, Laura? Um, I thought it was a good stoppage. Um, yeah. He showed a little bit of, of work from the bottom. Um, you know, he was, but in between, you know, in between those shots, it's hard work. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good stoppage, though. When you're in that scenario, when you're dealing with that, how do you? Um, how do you walk that thin line between worrying about if the referee thinks that you're going to get stopped? Well, I mean, I'm, you haven't been, you haven't dealt with that, or I've actually dealt with them. Have you? Yeah, you've been in that position. Convict a fight, actually. Okay. And um, you know, it's just it, it's hard. It's hard to you know you're you're getting the blows to your head. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you don't know what to do, but you kind of have to keep moving. Keep, keep right. You know, sure. Let, let, okay, they're going to stop it if I don't move. Right. So. Um, you know, I try to I try to move as much as I can, but sometimes the the damage is too mm-hmm. you know it's too much, and you just can't take. Too Are much. you were you like conscious or co- coherent enough that you can be there and say I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay? Yeah, because <laughs> if you I, do that too I often, actually, is it I, could, get... I could actually listen to uh, my coach. Yeah, so okay. I was listening to him while those shots were coming to my head, and they were actually elbows, by the way. Oh, jeez, so. oh, <laughs> that uh, yeah. So yeah. That's even worse. 
Um, yeah, but I, you know, overall the on the stop on the stoppage, I thought it was good. It was a good mm-hmm. stoppage. Um, he showed a little bit of work from underneath, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, he stopped. it was just enough yeah. to get by. You think? Yeah, it wasn't enough okay. damage. Yeah. After that, so. Yeah, I agree. You do too. Yeah. You, you <laughs> have, I thought, I thought you have more issue with the with this the, the with, Yamasaki. Yeah, with, with Oliveira tapping out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he even said, and I quote: "This is Dana White's tweet." Ten taps before Yamasaki stops it after Cabo Cerrone tells him, and he was looking right at it. Wow. wow. Four thumbs down emojis. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, if Dana is saying four thumbs down, I guess it must be true. <laughs> I mean, it's something I noticed, too. Like, I didn't really – it was one of those things where I noticed, like, oh, that, that took a while. And then I saw Dana White's tweet. I'm like, oh, let me go back. And you can literally, like I mentioned before, you can literally see Cerrone telling the ref he's tapping out right now. Right, right, yeah. So I look back and I'm like, wow, Yamasaki did have a bad night. <sighs> Mario, Mario, Mario. Um, but speaking of Derek Brunson, I mean, here's the guy on the rise. Three straight first-round knockouts. That guy's here to stay. Where would you guys rank him? I know there's a big fight next week with uh, Gerard Mursasi, or Gerard Mursasi versus Talis Ladies. I don't know. Maybe the winner of that maybe can face Derek Brunson. Sure, I'll take your word for it. I, just, I don't have the, the rankings I, up in I front agree. of me here. Well, I, we, we have uh, Derek Brunson at number 13, yeah. Gigard at number 9, and Tyler Ladies at number 10. Uriah Hall at number 11. I did hear, um, maybe it was in the post-fight press conference, um, Uriah Hall calling out, uh, apparently calling out uh, Brunson, and Brunson was all about that. Oh. You know, it's, maybe that's one in the uh, one in the works here. I mean, we definitely see Brunson probably going to go up to maybe number 12. I know Rafael Natal looked good in his last fight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're talking about like 11 through 15. So, you know, obviously everybody's going to look that, for that one fight to crack that top 10. Mm-hmm. So uh, another fight that kind of followed up was uh, – I, I was just reading about him too. Chris Kamazi and Joe Riggs. Chris Kamazi, I think I saw an article on him that said like, here's your average guy. Like just – Owns a shop in the middle of nowhere. Very nice to everybody with his wife. What kind of shop? What does he do? Uh, it just sells clothes. A clothing store? Yeah. Really? In the yeah. middle of nowhere? Yeah. Chris Camozzi Clothing. Yeah. In parts unknown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I sure. mean, he was saying he kind of changed up his training a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously, whatever he's doing, he looked good. I mean, then again, then again, you can't really say much about Joe Riggs. I mean, here's a guy who I'm afraid to look at his face. I think you can say a lot about Joe Riggs, yeah. but... Dude, that's an old 33-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joe Riggs is also from another generation. <laughs> yeah. Even prior to the and Kevin Randleman. Joe is 33 oh, in age, but uh, if, if you cut him open and counted the rings in him, <laughs> no, you're, you're talking in the day. 70s or so. Oh, yeah. God. Joe has seen a lot. Joe's an interesting guy that's been up and down in uh, in, in weight divisions. Started as a heavyweight. I think he was first got into the sport as a super heavyweight, mm-hmm. if I if I remember correctly. Um, dealt his his issues with uh, chemical dependency and substance abuse are there, and they've been chronicled. He's talked about it in interviews. Um, yeah, he's a guy that's war torn. He's seen a lot of matches. Um, didn't hasn't looked great coming back into the UFC. One in three. And uh, that, oh, that one, one is like a DQ. Yeah, yeah, from an illegal upkick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how much longer Joe Riggs has in terms of his fight career. Well, even if they cut him, he's probably going to get picked up by Bellator. Yeah, yeah, he's going to end up somewhere else. Um, I don't know that. I don't know what else uh, Joe Riggs has, unfortunately. You know, in in terms of uh, um, what else he can do outside of life. I mean, there's a lot of 
uh, a lot of these guys that this is what they did. This is what they gave their heart, yeah. and their soul, and body to. A lot of these guys, maybe we just don't know, but this is all they know for some for yeah. some people. Jen's they don't know anything I mean, else. A lot of the times, I mean, it's very hard to kind of let it go because you put so much heart and soul into it. Yeah, yeah. That that's all you know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's. I think that's a lot of a lot of fighters have um, a tough time parting with. Oh yeah, fight life. Absolutely, it's it's the fight life. You know, it's the glory of it, and also for a certain for a certain generation of guys like the Joe Riggs or the Jens Pulvers or Chris Levens, possibly Chris as well. Yeah. yeah, he came out. You know, his his heyday was a little bit after the fact, um, but there was a time when this sport, man, this sport doesn't love you back in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, but these guys were killing themselves for these small. Small shows, um, you know, Indian reservation shows, unregulated outlaw shows, for lack of a better mm-hmm. phrase. Um, and they gave themselves to that world and the money wasn't there. It wasn't – the sport wasn't as accepted as it is now. And even now there's a lot of guys that are debating, do I even want to really be in this sport? Is it a viable way for me to make money, have a career and stuff like that? But unfortunately, guys like Joe Riggs, uh-huh. Jens Pulver – Ken Shamrock, for that matter, um, they they peaked long long before the sport got to the point mm-hmm. where you can make a living at it, you know. Um, and that's unfortunate for those guys um, because, as you said, they gave their lives to this sport, you know, their their heart and soul. And now there's not a whole lot more to to show for it other than some great matches on Fight Pass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, I thought this match had a late stoppage. Really? Oh, and, guess, and guess who refed it? Mario, Mario Yamasaki. Yamasaki. So if you go back to and watch the fight, you kind of see, you know, Kamazi land a, a pretty quick, a uh, pretty good punch. And so Riggs clinches up, and literally you count him one knee, one, two knees, three right. knees. Yes. Yeah, so six knee. Six knees. Right. It's like I would have stopped that as the third. They weren't landing at the head, though, were they? Joe was clinched up, or Joe was uh, you can tell he was protecting. You the safety could... of the fighter, yeah. <laughs> Didn't something happen to his arm? Because I, I kind of see him when he fell to the ground. He actually mm-hmm. was holding his arm. Even oh. when they were announcing the winner, mm. there's something. I didn't happen to the arm or something. I, I have to go back that. and look. But yeah, that was a fast one. Uh, Chris Camozzi getting the TKO in the in the first 26 seconds. I have jab, leg kick, flurry, knees, KO. Easy notes for me. I was I was Six glad knees, for that yeah. match. Only if only because it gave me uh, more room to write other stuff. And for Kamozi's efforts, he got a uh, performance bonus, fifty thousand dollars. He and who's the other one? Let me take a quick look. Was Cerrone? it, was it Bembo? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cerrone did get, was got the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, were those the right ones? Yeah, yeah? I, I thought Cerrone looked good. Kamozi looked good. What about? Um, I thought Olawe Bang. How do you say? Bangbos. Bamboche. Bamboche. Yeah. I thought he looked amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, he he surprised that me. Le- quite that frankly. left head kick was impressive, and the way like, mm-hmm. and it's funny because like, and maybe just the way you're, and I guess they were explaining it. Brian Sand was explaining that sometimes you just defend with bigger gloves, so you can't really time it well. But mm. like he got him, he's still blocking, he's still, and the power of his leg kick was just mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, left head kick dropped him. Follow up with ground and pound. Um, I always, <laughs> this is my own personal. Uh, slant against it, but whenever I see somebody go in with dreadlocks, uh-huh. I don't really hold my breath for that guy. <laughs> for the most part, fighter, my experience only, 
pro and amateur circuit has been that guys that fight, guys that are rocking dreadlocks that get in the cage. What's the guy from? Was it, is his name Charles Bennett? Crazy horse. Yeah. Well, he's got these baby twists. <laughs> I wouldn't call those dreadlocks. Okay. Um, to be fair, Terry Sokuju, um, he had a fantastic first couple of matches mm-hmm. against very high-level guys. He was knocking out. Who did he knock out? Um, I think it was Little, little Nog, pride, then yeah. Big Nog, back-to-back mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in the late... Uh, Pride. 2007, the last uh, last couple of events of Pride, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't fare as well uh, afterwards when he uh, got when into he the, UFC. the UFC, yeah. But uh, man, I <laughs> there's something about dreadlocks. So when I saw his the Chiron photo of uh, Oluwale with his uh, uh, with the dreads, I'm like, oh man, it's a good night for Daniel Serafian. <laughs> and then he shows up and he's completely clean shaven. He's got maybe a little bit of you know curve or design in his hair, but they gone. And I was like, all right, now we got us a fight here. <laughs> and it looks like he had like a glow in the dark like cross on the back of his head. Really? Cool. Yeah. Glow in the dark? I don't know. It looked it looked very neonish. It was like whitish, but it wasn't white white. It just looked like right. if you turn out the lights you can still be able to see it. I don't know. I, I, I that's what I noticed. It's bizarre. It was cool. <laughs> I liked it. I dug it. He definitely stood out to me. I I, I thought he, to me, I even put in my notes where uh know other things to talk about i put his name you can even see it mm-hmm. have it in print i see it it is there yes indeed now the one match though that we should talk about yeah our, our guy judge uh, our guy joe talking about judges say what with marion renault versus ashley evan smith because ashley won when marion did the perfect fight mm-hmm. um well joe i don't know that marion uh I, I disagree that marion won i ended up giving ashley the second and third round but so um L, you, you want to talk about this? Because it's uh, – that was controversial. Did you, know, you watch I, that, George? I have not watched the fight pass yet. Okay. Okay. Well, the opponents were uh, Ashley Evans-Smith mm-hmm. versus uh, yeah. Marianne Reno. And, um, you know, first first round, Marianne did his or her thing, man. She, uh, her thing. She went out the, there. Yeah. Did I say his? He said his or her thing. Oh. <laughs> she didn't do his thing. No, no, <laughs> She did her thing. Yeah. They looked great movement-wise, both of the ladies, but I think um, Marianne had a little bit more of an edge mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the first round. And he, she actually finished off with a, um, a guillotine yeah. at, the, at the end of the first round. Right. So, you Close know, to I, finishing with yeah, that choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. got saved by the bell, mm-hmm. I think. Agreed. Because it yeah. was pretty deep. So Yeah. Um, but um, second round, I think it was up. Um, mm-hmm. e- e- it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get to, to to see the last round, but mm-hmm. you know, just based on that, I think uh, Marion was a little bit more active throughout both yeah. of the rounds. Yeah. So I um, like I said, Marion. There was no way uh, that Marion lost the first round. The the scores is what we want to talk about here. Ashley Evan Smith comes away uh, with a split decision mm-hmm. win, thirty twenty seven for her twenty. Uh, and twenty nine twenty seven, the the dissenting vote uh, that uh, that scored for Marion Renault was twenty eight twenty nine for Marion. Um, you know I, I, that's understandable. I don't agree with that one. But here's the problem: thirty twenty seven. When you guys watch this fight, and it is airing again, I believe on. Oh no, it's a fight pass. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Again, go to fight pass nine ninety nine. Um, there's no way that Ashley Evan Smith won that first round. There could not have been a thirty twenty seven. And then the... Uh, I mean, even in the first round, Ashley Evans Smith almost got knocked out. Yeah, yeah. got Almost against, got knocked out. Against the cage. Yep. And still. And, and the guillotine choke. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was Marion Renault's. 
And uh, and then there was one score, 29-27, which unless there's a 10-8 involved, which no no score, no round was close enough or was wide enough to have a 10-8, um, that, uh, you know, th- that's the only way you can come up with that score. Guys, it's out on Google. Go take a look and uh, do a search for uh, Marion Renault, Ashley Evans-Smith scorecard. One of the judges, the 29-27, added his numbers wrongly. Either the judge did and the inspector, because the way that it works, the, somebody collects the cards from the judges, and then it goes to the lead inspector, mm-hmm. and the lead inspector sits there and writes it down on a piece of paper. He has a form that he fills out. So, um, But that miscalculation, I'm guessing it got transferred over from the judge itself. Um, so, you know, and they're probably just not double-checking the scores, which they should, should do have the simple math squared away, uh, squared away well enough in your head. To be able to double-check those figures there. Do the math. Um, so 29-27, it actually it wouldn't have made a difference if um, if the score was correct because it would have been 29-28 for Ashley Evans-Smith. Uh-huh. She still would have won by split decision. That's the one guy that did score the did score the uh, the first round for Marion Renault. Uh-huh. So the guy that screws up gets it right in the way that the other two guys that got it right got it right or could have got it got it wrong screwed up completely. This thing was a total mess all over the the board. Uh, Common Core math has has invaded into now to state athletic commissions, and if that's the case, guys, we're screwed. It goes back to uh, a few years ago. You had Jamie Varner versus Melvin Goulard, and I bring this up all the time. You literally had two judges go for Varner thirty twenty seven, and the other judge the other judge vote uh, Melvin Goulard thirty twenty seven. Like that's so like exactly wow. yeah I mean it it can be done because remember, if they're yeah. all three very close rounds they weren't close rounds okay I remember yeah. that fight and I just remember like I do not I, I just remember like specifically uh, listening to the to the results of that fight and be like what yeah what judge is this if you hmm. go back it was uh, UFC one fifty five Dos Santos versus Velasquez two hmm. okay um, it was on it was on the prelim card right but yeah go back it was like what that was so like yeah that's weird. Very rarely will you see that. Speaking of, uh, I guess just bad officiating. Another bad, another thing I thought it was bad roughing was uh, the f- main event for the prelims: Sean Strickland versus Alex Garcia. You guys get a mm-hmm. chance to watch that fight? Uh, I did. Strickland looked good. I'm trying to remember what uh, Strickland what the looked good. Um, you know, in the middle of the TKO middle, of, middle of the third round, round you literally see Alex Garcia like on wobbly legs. Mm. And, and of course, you know, as a viewer and not just, a, you know, as a viewer and as a ref, you should know that the guy doesn't have to be knocked down to be knocked out. Right. And you can literally see, like, I mean, I'm, I'm watching it on, on, you know, somebody's done Fox Sports UFC Twitter. I, I know you can't really. I'm trying to show you guys, and I know a lot of people are trying to listen, so I'm sure you, you guys can listen on to iTunes us. are losing out now. I'm sure you can listen <laughs> to us and, you know, watch it on Twitter. You literally see, like, Alex Garcia's legs, like, you know, he can't even, he can barely even walk. He can yeah. barely even stand, and that to me, like to me, I thought that should have been fight him out maybe like three seconds before that. That's a lot of unnecessary damage for Alex Garcia. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was definitely wobbly there. He's mm-hmm. on queer street, as they say. Um, I mean, the refs are there to kind of maybe stop the you know yeah. most of the damage that you are gonna get. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of these stoppages are kind of iffy. Yeah, yeah. This uh, referee Bill. Buckwalder, mm-hmm. Walter, not uh, not a name that I rec- recognize. I'm guessing that he's kind of a, a re- more regional guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that was the thing. It was all over the place mm-hmm. with the uh, um, 
with the decisions. There. If there's one thing that Referee was consistent, was, if there's one thing that was consistent about last night, it was the inconsistency of the officiating. I suppose you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe Boza is saying, "I wonder if Marion will drop down in the rankings. She's number eleven in the women's division." My thoughts on that is, um, I don't know that they'll necessarily treat. I mean, I, I think it's again. I, I think Ashley Evan Smith won that fight fairly, even though the scores were all screwed up. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a drop. Um, you know, it seems more of the outrage just seems to be that the two judges scored that uh, that first round for uh, for Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe a drop, but uh, you know, certainly not a uh, indication of her being on the downslope, if you will. So, is there anything else about this card that you know stood out to you? I think I, know, I think we kind of covered a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, it, it had some very good action in there. Was, uh, James Krause mm-hmm. did a great job there. That was. Uh, Fight of the night nomination, in my opinion, mm-hmm. him versus uh, Shane Campbell. I lot- thought Nathan Coy looked pretty good against Jonathan Webb. A lot of a lot of people were yeah. counting on Jonathan Webb to mm-hmm. to be one of the guys to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't his night. Coy grinded him out quite a bit, um, and, and Coy is a guy that has has also been like long time coming, mm-hmm. getting to the UFC. And, and I know we, I know you saw a lot of him on the last season of the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spoke with him a couple of times. Um, yeah, spoke with him a couple of times uh, by Skype. And, uh, yeah, good to see him get the win. Mm-hmm. I still think uh, I'm still pretty high on Jonathan Webb. Jonathan Webb. Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, you know, but we'll have to see him uh, come back on the next one. But speaking of the next one, we're going to be back next week. Yes. But before we, uh, you know, wrap it up, we want to hear some predictions. We want to hear some. Oh, there we go. <laughs> 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 my favorite thing is to just pretty much get it out of nowhere. Just so it's like, oh, I, I can send you my XMC now. Oh, my God. Where's the button? Okay. We got it. <laughs> but uh, next week, again, we'll be back covering it. UFC Fight Night 84 from London, England. Uh, the top two fights. From, by the way, on Fight Pass. Mm-hmm. Completely on Fight Pass. Completely on Fight Pass. So yeah, long are the days where you can have to pay to see uh, Anderson Silva for $40, 50 bucks. Now for only $9.99. <laughs> you can see That's Anderson Silva. But before we talk about his fight real quick, uh, the semi-main event, a middleweight clash, Gigard Musasi versus Talos Ladies. Former main eventers, former champions in their own right. Gigard Musasi being a champion, strike force. And Ladies uh, almost became champion when he pretty much lost to Anderson Silva. He was a champion in a one-off show. Here in California, uh, he beat Matt Horwich. Um, promotion. Superior Challenge? What's that? Superior Challenge. I don't think it was Superior. Was it? Uh, according, that, according to Wikipedia, I don't it think, is. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, that was in Sweden, though. Right. Oh, they re- They fought again in Sweden? I think they did, yeah. Jeremy then, Horn and... The, no, no, no. no the, um, I don't remember. It was a one-and-done promotion. Um, do you remember? This would have been like 2008, 2009. No? All right. No. Whatever. <laughs> you guys um, are better at that. I, I think uh, Gegard Musasi by knockout with a two-one-two combination at four minutes thirteen seconds of the second round. We haven't Dang. seen him in around seven months since he lost to Uriah Hall, so he's, mm-hmm. he's looking to bounce back. Yeah, hopefully. I just pulled it on my butt. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and then the return fight of Anderson Silva, first time in thirteen months since he uh, fought Nick Diaz in that entertaining fight. That was cool. I thought he was. I thought Silva was scared of Nick. Like, what the hell no, we've is seen, this guy doing? <laughs> have you seen? Have you guys seen the like the trash talking between them? 
I have. I haven't. I haven't been able to catch it. I no. have. Um, Bisping and playing it's very though. interesting. I, I think I, pre- I do a pretty good Anderson Silva impression, so I'll kind of say it right now. But so, like, they're in a gym together, you know, obviously doing press and whatnot. And you see Bisping, like, kind of come in. It's like, oh, hey, you know. She's like, oh, no, hey, okay, Bisping. Okay, Michael. Oh, no, but you're no champion. You, you, you're not the champ. Oh, no, no. Just just make sure you don't take, just, you know, don't, don't, don't take Viagra anymore. Oh, no, it's okay. He's, like, giving him a hug. He's, like, a friendly trash talker, you know. It's like, oh. That sucked. <laughs> that impression was horrible. Yeah, I got to be in the moment, you know. But for George, he's normal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, it's okay. You, you, but I'm the champion. You have no knockout power. You sound like old Chinese lady. I think I sounded better. I think I sounded better when he lost against Weidman because he was like, he was like, oh no, Chris, he's good, good champion, good champion. He's good. Okay, that the voice better. may not be there, but that's how. We, but those well, are the words. That's what an impression is. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a fundamental part it, of it. It was definitely an interesting way of, of trash talking. Like, oh, you're cool. We're, we're cool. You know, give him a hug. Right. Like, it's kind of laughing. And, it and off. you see Bisping like trying to rile him up, and yeah. like Silva's kind of like, no, okay, cool, man. Okay, just give me a hug. You know, he keeps, he keeps going it, for the hug. Yeah. Right? And it's like you can see Bisping get more angrier because he's not angering mm-hmm. Anderson Silva. I mean, hmm. they're going at each other on Instagram as well. It's not that I'm not um, on Instagram or anything, but um, through other sources. Oh, mm-hmm. there was that one clip where, like, uh, I guess Bisbing's trainer was holding, like, a bag. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he Bisbing actually hit his trainer in the head. Hmm. And oh, then, yeah. like, and then Anderson Silva put something like, you know, you're not supposed to hit the guy when you're when the guy's holding, holding a punch pads. bag. They're yeah. holding the guy's pads. holding the pants. And Bisbing replied back with, like, the, like, the drug, the... The um, needle? No, 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 like a statement. <laughs> oh, okay. Like saying, like you know, like don't, don't, don't take this drug and don't take that. Kind of mocking his failed uh, drug test. Should be fun. <laughs> Speaking of which, who do you think's gonna win? <laughs> I got Silva. I'd like to see that. I, you know, I feel badly that Michael never got his uh, title shot. So uh, against Anderson, so he always came up short. Yeah, yeah he, he always came up short fell, in that in that important fight, but. Now he gets to fight uh, Anderson Silva. Um, it's that's a nice, I guess it's a moral victory. He finally uh-huh. gets his match against Anderson Silva. But I want to see Anderson Silva <laughs> continue. I, I want to see his. With Bisping, we're used to him losing the big one, right? That it seems to always happen with him. Um, I'd like to see some more Anderson Silva impressive wins. A oh, few more I thought, before. I thought you were going to say I want to see some more Anderson Silva impressions. <laughs> Not like oh, you'll see him no. next week. <laughs> God, I hope not. You'll see them the next Sunday. We're going to be back on our Sunday normal time yep, slot. That's right. Today we had a Sunday night, so we had to cover it Monday uh, Monday night. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you, Joe Bozer, for watching us. Shout and, out, uh, my man. You got you, you really are the best. Um, but uh, in the meantime, where can they find you on the socials of the media? Well, I will be back on social media, Instagram. You can find me at LethalLaura, one L in the middle. And that'll happen after Jesus comes back in three days. Yes. In East. That's after Easter, right? Yes. Lent. Jeez. <laughs> I have changed all of my social media in the one hour that we were here. And I am now JTAN717. Psych. No, I'm not. JTAN716. As usual, that's not going to change. And you can follow me on the Twitter and on Instagram at GHermoza, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. We'll be back on Sunday night. I cannot wait to see you guys one more time when we cover Silva versus... Bisping, I almost forgot his name. Anderson for Michael Bisping. Lots of great fights coming Thank up. you, mm-hmm. absolutely. We'll talk about it more next week. Thank you so much for listening on iTunes, for watching us on YouTube, listening to us on SoundCloud. And if you see us in the street, say hello. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.